Um, there are some forecasts in 2023 of things that could happen. So it's a great time to connect with her about, um, you know, planning, whether you're looking to buy, sell, or um, again, just kind of figure out, um, you know, what your options are, short term or long term. So if you go to our website, clockinpod.com, that's C-L-O-C-K-I-N-P-O-D.com, um, there's a sponsor section and uh, you'll see uh, a link that can direct you to her page. And if you click that link, it lets her know that we sent you. So um, shout out to Echo. She has a great episode, uh, episode 56. Thank you, Check Echo. that out. And then she, we had her back Clock on. Clock in. Uh, <laughs> a few months later, I don't remember that episode name. Did you type in YouTube? A-I-K-O. Underwood. Yep. If you can't spell Underwood, then. You got bigger problems. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So let's get right into it, man. Um, you know, those who have been listening the last, I'd say, uh, three or four episodes where we didn't have a guest, we've been more focused on, uh, you know, helping the basketball community in particular, um, you know, the, the youth, right? Um, kids who are uh, high school and younger. Um, a lot of this stuff applies to college and pro, pro players as well. But for those who don't know, um, Austin, myself, and our two older brothers, Walter and Brandon, we all hooped, and um, we all have a passion for the game, and we all have a, we all have a knowledge for the game, and um, knowledge of the game, I should say. And we, we created a, a basketball skill training company back in 2020, and um, things have picked up, you know, uh, little by little, and uh, that's kind of who we work with the most outside of our, our full-time jobs. It felt like, you know, we need to start having some specific episodes that um, that are targeted toward, you know, the people that we, we interact with, right? And, and we want to add value to them. Um, that said, you know, as I've always said on any episode, if you really, pay attention to a lot of the things we talk about. It's it's applicable to your life. Um, so, you know, if you're not a big basketball fan or, uh, you know, you feel like uh, this isn't going to be for me, I would st- still stay tuned because you never know how uh, you can kind of take a nugget and apply it to some of the things you're looking to go after. So um, wanted to start the episode with a social media post that, that Austin put out, I think it was yesterday. Um, uh, what's today? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. And I'll let you talk about, like, what made you, um, what, what type? That was NBA, uh, NBA interim page. I was trying to go to the post. Okay. Yeah, I'll let you talk about what made you even post that, and then obviously, like, what was, what was the post, and, and, you know, what were you looking to, uh, what message were you looking to get across, essentially? Yeah, so what what warranted the post? I went to uh, our alma mater, Mata, Mata Herndon Basketball. I'm sorry, Herndon High School. Herndon High School. I can't talk right now. Um, and I was asked to speak at the uh, JV boys practice. And you know, I'm just sitting there observing. And I got there a little earlier than when I was told to come, just so I could watch, right? See who was on the team what practice was like, uh, and just, you know, soak in that environment. And, uh, you know, I saw some stuff that just 
one kind of triggered me and, and frustrated me. Uh, I kind of kind of lit into those guys, um, but we don't we don't need to get into that. <clears throat> but yeah, it just, it just made me, you know, want to put out on social media what I felt is a good practice player and all the attributes that I listed have nothing to do with talent. So let me ask you this. Literally nothing to do with talent. Let me ask you this, just so that people can at least have an example, especially like kids and players that listen to this. What was one thing that triggered you? Um, The lack of communication during drills that should be high energy drills that have a lot of communication. Um, that, That was one seeing guys that were not participating in the team drills, whether if they were hurt or not, like not not encouraging teammates, not talking to them. Again, not bringing that energy that is needed into a practice, especially after a loss, because I know they had lost the previous game. So, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it's triggering, man, because and not to go off on a tangent, but our Herndon High School, you know, been a great program for years, and it's been on the downfall. And to see, you know, where it's at now, is frustrating because so much pride in that program. A lot of great players that have come out of it. A lot of great people, and we care about it, right? Like there's a reason why it's been successful. If if you don't have people that care about it, then you know it's not it's not going to be sustainable. So to see what it was like and what it's, what I'm used to, no, I, I had to say something. And that post was, was kind of spearheaded from, from that practice. So, um, yeah, I'll list off what I, I think. And I'm probably missing some other traits that I, I could have added, but um, this is just what I had that was top of mind. So talk the entire practice. Again, the moment you step on the floor, bring that bring that communication, whether it's talking to your coaches, uh, teammates, managers. You know, we talked about it in previous episodes, but that chit-chatter, man, like during the drill, clapping, encouraging your teammates, you know, uh, calling out names, all those little things that really just kind of bring that infectious energy to a practice. Um, and, and that starts with talk. And you can tell, a coach can tell what a practice is going to be like just by what the communication level looks like. Right. Like you can, you can just tell, you can feel it. Now the next one, have a positive attitude. I mean, that's self-explanatory. If you have a positive attitude, again, that's going to spread throughout the entire roster, throughout your coaches, throughout the managers. And you want to be in that, you want to be in that environment. Right, and that stuff matters um, to your teammates because if you have a positive attitude, you can uplift them and give certain guys confidence. <clears throat> Goes into the next one. Encourage your teammates. Right, if if a teammate makes a mistake, we used to say this in college: next play, next play mentality. Don't harp on it. You can't get it back, but you can react to it and try to learn from it. So. Again, what are you going to do uh, You know, when, when things aren't, aren't going well? Well, you can have a positive mindset and encourage them, hey, let's, let's get it back. 
right? Let's get it back. Um, <clears throat> so again, encouraging your teammates, man, is it, huge. Again, from a confidence standpoint, and, and just it, again goes back to that positive attitude, right? People, some people can respond to you know you kind of chewing them out. Some people can't. Um, but again, I, I'd rather I'd rather you encourage your teammates, you know, the right way. Um, Cause again, it's, it's it'll it'll go it'll go a long way. Can I can I uh, chime in? Sure. On that one. So I wanna um, I wanna share this because I've been a practice player. Uh, actually, I was a practice player for ninety <laughs> percent of my high school career. Yeah. Um, and it's a good yeah. I didn't I even thought about that. And, and the thing is, a lot of you are hoping and waiting for your teammate to, um, you know, to, to, to not play well. Um, you're at, you're, 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 you're really like, honestly hating, like, you know, I'm better than that. I'm, I'm better than that dude. I'm, you know, I should be playing over him. And you're almost like hoping for their downfall. Right. Um, and I see it all the time. I see it all the time. And then a lot of you, again, carry that energy into the game. Um, and even if you are better, there's probably a reason why that person's playing over you. Could be, you know, you haven't really bought into your role or whatever. But my point is, um, my senior year, the guy who I'm sitting next to who's two years younger than me, he started over me when I was a senior and he was a sophomore. There were other people who started over me and I never was negative. I never was like, you know, I hope they, when they get in, they, they struggle so I can get some time. If that's your mindset, then either you're, either you don't have faith in your own ability or, uh, or you're not a hard worker because I wanted to earn it. Right. Like I, I wanted to earn I wanted the I wanted them playing their best in practice and me playing my best in practice and me showing that I deserve to be on the court, right? So, this this stuff is is like that particular one seems small and it's human nature I guess to I don't know to compare and, and, and I guess be jealous, but it's not it's it's not going to help you in the long run and it's definitely not going to help your team. So, no, that's that's great. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because like you said, you've experienced this. A lot more than I have, um, and yeah, I've I've been in that situation not as much, but I've, I've been in it before. But yes, it's the same, it's the same thing, man. Like I'm not. If the coach thinks this person should be playing over me, hey, that's his decision. But it's up to me to let him know. Well, Austin is not that far, or he might even be better, right? So you got to make these coaches have to play you. Yeah, the last thing I'll say is, and this isn't easy, especially if you're younger, but a lot of you need to check your network. You need to check your family, your friends. It's really your family. Your, 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 some, your trainer sometimes, yeah. or, you know, really planting these seeds for you to go into practice and games to be a hater, essentially. It doesn't mean that your family and friends are wrong, um, but if you if you can't filter that, or if you can't say, "Hey, I understand how you feel," but you know, 
I need you to support the team whether I'm playing or not because again the parents and the environment they create also affects the team um, then you know it's going to be tougher for you to to be encouraging your teammate if you know sounds like a message to the parents more than anything it is <laughs> it is but as a player you still have to be able to 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 say look I get where you're coming from. I know, I know you believe in me. I know you have faith in me, and you want me to be out there, right? But the, the energy you're giving me is not helping me help the team. And you got to be able to have that conversation sometimes. But all right, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I'll let you. No, I'll fine. let you go to the next one. Uh, the next one was ask questions. Doesn't have to just always be your coaches, right? Like ask your your teammates. Hey, what did you see here? Especially like. If you're playing that same position, hey, what what's the read here for this play? Um, how would you guard you know, their best player? Because I'm gonna have to check him at some point. You know, uh, where do you like the ball in the post, big man? Yeah. Um, you know, little things like that, man. It, it goes a long way, and again, it shows your teammates that you care. It shows that you want to build trust. Um, and then for your coaches, that curiosity of, like, you, you want to improve, you want to get better to help the team win, right? And, again, asking questions is really something that I would, I would encourage players to, to do because you don't know all the answers, right? Like, a simple question of, hey, what do I need to do to get more minutes? I'm pretty sure they're going to have an answer for you, and they'll say, well, you can play defense. I need you to shoot 40% from three. I need you to be a better rebounder. But it starts with practice, right, which is why we're talking about practice. Shout out to AI. <laughs> but, again, asking questions is super important, um, you know, both to teammates and coaches. And I did want to jump in real quick on that one. I've seen this happen a lot, and I, and I don't see players really do this. Um, there may be a situation where um, the guy ahead of you has gotten criticized for something, right? Um, I, it could be in practice. It could be in the game, could, you know, whatever. And a, a lot of times players don't really understand why the coaches – is getting on that person, right? Mm -hmm. So one thing I encourage players who, or who you know, aren't getting a ton of playing time or starting is, hey, I see you yelling at, you know, Jack about this thing. Like, what? I don't really understand. Like, what? What's wrong? What's wrong about that? Right? That's if you want to know how to, you know, get more playing time and potentially, you know, take someone's spot. If the guy ahead of you keeps getting yelled at about, about something and it's a common theme, obviously if you get it, like, you know, just do that better, right? But if you don't get it, then ask the coach, like, well, you know, which, or, or like, you know, I know that it's an issue, right? But what should, what do, would you like him to do? Or what would you want your point guard to do? What would you want your shooting guard to do? Um, because, again, it could give you insight into, you know, what, really is someone's pet peeve and what really is is something that uh, they value. Because it's not fair, but there's some things that some coaches, like, like, they, like they hate it, 
And if you do that thing that they hate, you could do everything else right. But if you do that thing that they hate, then then they're not gonna. They're gonna remember. They're gonna remember the thing that they hate. So so you gotta ask like again like what what figure out like what what does this guy keep getting on people about? And then if you don't understand why or what to do to to, to be better at it, then ask the coach. Right. Uh, the next one. Hold your teammates accountable. We talked about encouraging your teammates. This kind of goes hand in hand, right? Example, if I see my teammate not going full speed, I'm, I'm going to say something like, yo, I know you can go faster than that. Like, what are you doing? Because this stuff matters. Because when we get to game time, and maybe you are going a little bit faster. Are you? Is your body going to be used to that? Are you going to be ready when the ball comes? And um, you know, I'm I'm leading the ball down the court. Were you used to, to going at a certain speed, right? So again, holding your teammates accountable. I mean, this this is huge, and it's this is where leadership comes comes into play. Mm -hmm. And at the high school level, you know, it can be a little. Um, you can get by with it. Yeah, yeah. it. It can be a little uncomfortable for certain, you know, kids to to call people out. But I promise you, if they respect you enough, and one, you know, okay, my teammates respect me enough, so I can say certain things, and they'll and they'll respect it. So. Again, yeah, I mean, we, we talk about this stuff all the time. Um, yeah, this, this can make or break teams, man. It, it really can. Because certain things that you'll let slide uh, in practice, it's going to translate to the game. I don't care, you know, how small it is. And, I, and, I, and I'll get into one of the things that I add, added to the list. But... Um, if you want to take your team to the next level, you're going to have to say stuff that's uncomfortable, probably for you, but um, most importantly, it's things that you know need to make, need to be changed, because if it doesn't happen, then you're just creating bad habits that will end up, you know, leading to, to losses. And the best teams, <clears throat> Excuse me. The best teams have players who check each other, so things don't exactly. ever get to the coach. And it, it, yeah, and so I, 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 I'll, I'll give you an example. Never it was never a coach that I even mentioned. Yeah, I, I'll give you an example. Like my senior year at Ferrum, we were picked last. We had, you know, five seniors, um, and two of us were captains, and and you know the other three were were still you know pretty good leaders. Um, we had a lot of freshmen on that team. Mm -hmm. And uh, we ended up finishing second in the in the conference, and our coach got got coach of the year. And I'm not this is no like shade to to, to my coach, um, and, and that and you know saying that he didn't deserve that. But if we don't do our part as leaders, he doesn't get that award. Yeah. Um, and one quick example I'll give is sometimes you don't have to even say anything. You just have to do something. As simple as, um, hey, I see that uh, so and so is is slacking, and like let's say the uh, uh, 
the zigzag drill, right? Um, you see that, you know, some one of your teammates is slacking. You get, this is all you can do. If, if, if you're the type of person that can hold someone accountable, hey, let's switch. Let me go with him. Yeah. And then now, <laughs> now I'm picking you up like Pat Bev. You're looking, you got the cameras on. So when we would do partner shooting sometimes, <laughs> um, if, if, you know, one of the, the younger guys were kind of lollygagging around, coach would say, um, Marshall, go with them. Yeah. And what I started doing, if they weren't ready to shoot, usually you throw the ball and you relocate and then, and then your teammate shoots, gets the rebound, passes it to you. But I would close out and I'd freaking send their shot. <laughs> like, come on. I wouldn't even pass it to them. I would just spend it to myself. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So... This podcast is being brought to you by Ico Underwood with Arista Real Estate. Ico is a Virginia native, Marine veteran, and a real estate professional who recognizes and values the trust her clients place in her and strives every day to exceed their expectation. Ico's enthusiastic, can-do attitude and caring nature is ideal for identifying each client's desires and skillfully guiding them to fulfill their real estate goals. Whether you're a first-time home buyer long-time homeowner looking to sell or anything in between, Ico Underwood with Arista Real Estate can help you with your real estate needs. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And what would, what would kill me was, it was like, their, like walkthroughs or like shoot-arounds when guys clearly weren't locked in. Like, I'm, I'm calling you out, dog. Like, hey, coach, man, he's, he's not ready to play. Like, um, we, we should we should get somebody else to start like nah man like this is literally game day how are you not ready the day of the game yeah and here's the thing guys <laughs> the things that you do bad in practice or in walkthroughs or open gym whatever it gets magnified like times five in the game yeah. the things you do well it's actually it, it's going to be harder to do it well in the game. So it's literally the opposite effect. The things you do well in practice, it may not translate to the game as easily, but the mistakes you make are going to be, it's going to be exponentially uh, magnified. So you have to be, you have to be, uh, you know, really over the top on the things you do well in practice because you know at game speed with people who, you know, uh, that 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 you're playing against the best of their team versus you know your second team is going to be a lot harder. So yeah. Um, again, this kind of goes hand in hand with the accountability part, but small detail that it matters. Don't sit down in between drills. I've learned this at a at a young age. Uh, shout out to Coach Nemo, but this is just more so a toughness a toughness thing, dog not sitting down in between drills, not leaning against the wall, because you're gonna be tired in a game, right? So if you're doing like little things like this in practice, again, you're just, you're, you're, you're showing that weakness that a, 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 a opponent can smell and sniff that out. I know I can. I can see when you're tired, right? So little things like not sitting down in between drills, not leaning on walls. 
again, I learned this at a young age, man, and, and it just it builds toughness that, again, will spread throughout the, an entire program or organization. And that's one thing I saw during the practice that I visited. Like, guys were sitting on the bleachers, drinking water, like, like what? And I'm pretty sure a drill was going on. And I'm just sitting here like, I get it, man. It makes sense to me. Um, next one, pay attention when going over new plays. This is self-explanatory. Man, what? But a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all get get cussed out for this. And I hear coaches say this all the time. If you don't know the plays, I can't play you. Exactly. As simple as that. Exactly. I can't. I can't play you. And again, this just—it shows it's a lack of focus and just a lack of, of care, man. Right? Like when you when you play a team sport, your every move, the timing of it, where where you need to be, it all—it's—it's it's a symphony, man. It, it all matters, especially in late game situations. Especially in late game situations, how can I? Who can I depend on? to run this play and execute it so we can get the best shot to win the game. The next one, um, pay attention during scout, meaning when you we have an opponent that you're playing and the coaches are going over the other team's plays, I mean, you're literally getting the answers to the test, right? Wouldn't you, <laughs> wouldn't you wanna memorize those answers visually some coaches may have sheets for you. Y'all have huddle now, right? So you should probably pay attention because um, when the game comes and you know what you're going to do, you have an advantage. You're going to disrupt what they're doing. Yeah. If you can get stops, it will increase the chance of you winning that game. Yeah, and if you if you listen to the episode last week with my college teammate Keith Crump, right? If you do the right things in practice, or if you show, you know, that uh, you know you have the potential to to play at some point, it may it may not even be like this season. They'll make you the best player on the other team during the scout part of it, where you're running, you know. Uh, their stuff against the first team. They'll choose a bench player to be the best player on the other team and act like that player. And guess what? That bench player who gets to play like he's the best player typically has the most freedom in the world, and it's almost like an audition. Yeah. And the way that Crump went from being a walk-on his freshman year to, uh, to, to starting his sophomore year is whenever uh, Coach would, would, you know, uh, choose bench players to play the scout team, he would choose Crump to be the best guard, and Crump would destroy the, the first team. So guess what? Going into the next season when, you know, a couple of those guys, after a couple of those guys graduated that were ahead of him, even though, you know, he had a great summer and all that, they still have in the back of his mind, like, yeah, he was, he did his thing when uh, when he had the opportunity. So that's another thing. If If, if you want to prove yourself, you had to put yourself in a position where a coach puts you in those types of positions where, you know, to, to show what you have. Because you, you literally, in those situations, you, you can't even really 
get yelled at because you're playing like you're the other person. No, it's it's you have the ultimate freedom. Um, and it just just to give an explanation, you know, when you're going over another team's plays and stuff, and you're you're doing it in live action, usually, you know, the reserve players, bench players, whatever you want to call them, are mimicking, you know, the other team. Right. So, for that example, uh, Crump would mimic, uh, you know, the best player for Virginia Wesling and, you know, would do certain moves that he tends to do, that sort of thing. Um, so just wanted to give that explanation really quick. And then the last two, uh, they go hand in hand. Treat the managers with the utmost respect and say thank you. Um, my senior year, you know, we had a very successful year. Um, but we really included the managers and, you know, they, they felt it, man. Until this day, again, we, we could have we been jerks to them. Like, yeah. look, we're, we're winning games. You know, we're probably the most popular kids in the school. We could have been jerks to them. Yeah. But that's just not who we were as people and as a team. And I know if I were to call Annie or Emily and say, hey, I need something, they would do it in a heartbeat and, and vice versa. Um, and it's just it's just a the, the right thing to do, man. Like, I told the JV guys, actually, I asked the managers, I was like, do they say thank y'all to y'all? They're like, yeah, sometimes. Which means no. Exactly. They just didn't want to put them on blast. And I said, I told them as I was leaving, or as they were leaving, like, make sure y'all say thank you to them, man. Show them show them gratitude. They don't get paid for this. Like, they don't have to do this. They don't have to wash your jersey. They don't have to give you guys water. Like, they're literally volunteering their time. I don't think they get paid, right? No. Yeah. And even to your coaches, right? Your coaches, I mean, too. I don't... I'm, they may get a stipend or something, but it's not, like it's not much. And it, yeah, I mean, the amount of time they spend, they're making like five cents an hour. Yeah, no, nah, they don't. They don't. Get, so they don't get nothing. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's that's the list, man. There might be more. There probably is more, but again, these are just things that came fresh off the mind that I think would would resonate with people. I've got some great feedback from it, so shout out to the people that engaged in it, but. Again, none of this has to do with talent, man. This could be from the best player to the person on the end of the bench yeah. or a manager or a coach. Yeah. Right? And these are the type of people that you want in your program, people you want to recruit if you're a coach, teammates you want to play with. Um, because, again, that's that's what's going to build a, a strong, sustainable program. And when you set that example – it's only going to get passed down, and that's where, you know, the successful programs, um, you know, that that's where they prevail. So. And I'm glad you mentioned, you know, best player all the way down to the guy at the end of the bench or girl at the end of the bench. Um, as yeah, I felt like I was kind of talking to people that 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 sat on the bench or that weren't starting, but if even if you are starting, all this stuff still applies to you. This isn't just for people that are trying to get more minutes. Um, because as a starter, let's say someone listens to this on your team and they start doing these things and you're not, your, your, your position may be, uh, may be gone. 
you know, so you got to do this no, ma no matter how talented you are, how many minutes you get, um, this stuff still matters because guess what? If your goal is to play at the next level, there's a good chance as a freshman, you may be on the bench oh. and you're going to have to do these things at some point anyway. I mean, there may be some of you who come out playing right out the gates. Awesome. Again, still applies. Still applies. <clears throat> Um, and then last topic is kind of stemming from uh, part of the episode that we had with my guy Keith Crump last week. He talked about how uh, in his senior season he started to kind of wear down and, uh, and how it kind of affected his offensive game um, uh, down, you know, in, in, the, in the home stretch of the season. And for those who don't know, Division Three has 25, um, uh, reg I think it's 20 or 25 regular season games. I, I, don't, I don't remember if it's the exact number, but it's a long season and your body starts to, starts to feel it. So what he said is um, if he would have done things all over again, he would have done more drills and shooting at game speed. And I know Crump, like Crump, Crump went hard and when he would, you know, get shots up and all that. But we used the gun a lot, um, or it was kind of more like traditional, like, you know, just pass, catch and shoot with a partner type of thing. And it's hard to simulate game speed on the gun, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of where that stemmed from. And then also, I had a uh, I had a kid I trained reach out. I've talked about him before. And he was like, um, uh, what shooting workout can I do? I'm about to go to the, this community center for like an hour. Um, what can I do? And uh, here's what I sent him. No, don't, don't give him don't give him the full uh, menu. All right, they, right, got, right. They, got pay, they got paid for that. You're right. You know what I'm right. They got paid for that. Right. <laughs> but I, I sent him, basically I sent him seven drills to do. Um, all basic stuff, simple stuff. It's a, it's a basic game. It's just simple stuff. I worked out with a pro, shout out to Blake Francis, like two hours ago. We didn't do anything fancy. Like, we didn't use cones. It was all shots that he's, you know, perfected, game speed, different scenarios. That he'll see in a, in a in a live setting, like again, no cone, like it's yeah. These trainers got got people, and like there's some creative stuff. I get it, but they're stealing money. I'm not. That's not how I'm gonna work out with with someone or teach the game. I don't. I don't need a million cones or different props. So sorry to go on a tangent there. So yeah, and you're. You know, from your perspective, and you posted this on TikTok uh, a few months ago. What What are you thinking about going to the gym when you work out, right? Like, what? How do you How do you build your own workout? I think that's a good place to start because um, part of the challenge is a lot of you don't work out on your own, and I think some of it is you don't know what to do, and that's not really an excuse, but I because of the environment we're in, where everyone works with trainers and they're used to being told what to do. Um, you know, I can kind of see why y'all would kind of be hesitant because you're like, well, I don't want to, I don't know what to do. So right. how do you build your own workout? So 
Good question and a and two two part answer. Um, the first thing always is to have a plan. Write down what you want to do in the workout. Like, don't just go to the gym and just start. Uh, and granted, there's times where you know, you know, you go to the gym and kind of freestyle it. I get that. Like, I I, I do that. I've done it. But when you want to get some like real work in, have a plan. Write it down and execute it. Right. Um, how I usually structure my workouts when I'm on my own or just in general, uh, I usually start with ball handling, right? Working on certain moves, working on uh, just building that muscle memory, keeping it simple. Um, I don't get too fancy when I'm starting. Again, I'm just trying to get the blood flowing. So, again, whether that's stationary or you're on the move, um, you usually start with ball handling. And then from there, I'll do, uh, <clears throat> I'll kind of um, progress into working on some moves as a t uh, attacking the basket with finishing layups, right? So from different parts on the floor, starting on the wing, I'll do maybe a, a crossover into a layup. Um, you know, between the leg crossover, all different type of variations. Again, I'm, I'm gradually building up from where I started. And then from there, I'll start shooting mid-range, right? Whether that's off the dribble, a move into a mid-range shot, or uh, a jab step, right? I'll spin the ball to myself, jab step, yeah. one, two dribble pull-ups, right? And again, if I'm by myself, um, now I'll, I'll, I'll start shooting threes. Whether it's off the dribble, um, and a good way to get some conditioning in, if you want to shoot like set threes, spin the ball to yourself, shoot, get your own rebound. Go back to the same spot. Give yourself a number of how many makes you want to get. Five, 10, 15, 20, whatever it is, right? And then I'll end with free throws. Simple as that. I'm starting with my ball handling, right? I'll do some moves into layups. Um, and this is just a simple, basic workout. Um, I'll shoot my mid-range and I'll go to threes. Uh, I'll throw in some conditioning, whatever, whether it's full court layups, full court threes. And I'll end with free throws. I, I usually like to put myself in pressure situations, so I can't leave the gym until I make 10 in a row. Yep. Or I can't leave the gym until I make this game winner, right, off of, the, off of this move. So, um, and then the, the second part of that, these are just some things that, again, I want to layer into my workouts that I make sure I'm, I'm covering. Having a plan. Make sure I'm going game speed, putting myself in pressure situations, making sure there's conditioning involved, having fun, um, and then making sure I'm, I'm doing things with the proper footwork. Like if I have those kind of core five or six things in my workout, then it's up to me to, to execute it and, and hold myself accountable to it. So yep. kind of a long-winded answer, but- No, no, it's um, perfect. Yeah, it's, it's, it's simple, man. Like. I mean, there's tons of resources out there. Um, you know, not all not all trainers are, are saying the right stuff, but um, yeah, that that's just kind of how I build it, man. And, and again, you can to each his own, right? You can have your own way of doing things, but just make sure you have like, okay, 
These are my non-negotiables of what I need in my workouts. Conditioning, shooting, footwork, you know, pressure situations, whatever it is. Like, have have those non-negotiables in your workout. That's great stuff. That's great stuff. And I'm going to go back, man, to the basics. And, And just, like, looking at how do you learn how to do anything. And to me, the best way to learn how to do something, if you don't know how to do it, is to do it with someone who knows what they're doing. Right. So this is a lost art and a lost um, strategy, I would say, as the training industry has grown. I learned a lot about working out by working out with guys that were better than me and older than me. They didn't charge me a dime. All they required is that you go if you're going to work out with me, then I'm going to push you and you got and you're going to go hard. Got to keep up. Um, So to me. If if you have access to somebody, and if you're in this area and you work with us, you have access to us, right? Um, work out with us. And there's actually times where, you know, uh, I go to train some kid that day, and especially if he was in like middle school or or potentially like high school, um, and I and I just needed to get a workout in, so I'd be like, yo, we're gonna work out together. But at the same time, I also did that because I wanted him to see how I how I do things. Right. So um, that's another big thing is just work out with other people. If you don't work out with other, if you can't do that, what what did we do, Austin? Back in the day, we went on YouTube and we looked at CP3's guard skill camp, mm-hmm. Darren Williams' camp, Steve Nash's camp back in the day. And we literally looked at those drills and we did it together. So, a, so yeah. some of you, there's no excuse. Yeah, like, yeah. To not, there's, there's, to, to not be able to curate your own workout, like there's literally no excuse. Now, now, what I will say is, again, and if if, if you have the right mindset when you work with the trainer, which which should be, how can I learn how? To work out on my own, how can I learn how to, uh, you know, eliminate my bad habits and and and, and continue to uh, to refine my good habits, right? Because we see this all the time too, where a kid may actually have a plan, and he may actually, um, you know, go hard, game speed, but they don't have they don't know the right technique. Like if you go to the gym and you're shooting the wrong way every day 500 times and it's not getting better then it's like all right but i can work with someone like that right in fact i all the time if i if i see a kid who like who i consistently see at the gym working hard i'll go up to him and say hey man you know do you mind me uh you know giving you a piece of advice um and they're like usually like yeah i'm like if you you know do something this way then you know, i show them and then let them. Does it work? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> come, on. come on now. Come on. So. Pop in. Um, <laughs> some of you in. need. Some of you use your trainer like you guys uh, act in school where it's just like, all right, I don't want to actually like learn. I just want the teacher to tell me what to do and tell me the answer so I can pass this yeah. test. And uh, basketball doesn't work that way. Like I'm getting. <laughs> Just, just like, it just doesn't work that way. Like, how many, how many text messages do you get 
about, you know, hey, my, uh, my daughter or son, you know, needs to get training for this and that. And I'm like, like, I've gotten texts, like, adamant about having a trainer where it's like, you're like, first of all, you're like 10. And, yeah, I, I understand that, but, like, go to the gym and shoot. Like, work on your ball handling. You don't need a trainer to do certain things. Like, it's just literally, like, not that hard. It, it isn't. I don't. Well, and here's the I, other yeah, thing. I, we, Some of it is on just, the trainer, though. Huh? Some of it is on the trainer, though, because, and, I, and, I, and I've talked about this, and you've talked about it. I purposely structure my workouts. Um, and I think this is another topic to talk about, like, from a trainer's perspective. How do you structure someone else's workout for them? But, you know, we, we don't need to go deep into that. But my point is, I know you uh, do this, and I'm pretty sure Walt and Brandon do it, where I'm only going to do things with you that you can do on your, for, uh, on your own for the most part. Which is why we don't use a ton of props, cones, all those other things, right? So I did a shooting workout with this this 10-year-old kid. And um, I showed him exactly what he can do without me. Because some kids are like, well, I don't, I don't have someone rebounding and passing for me. So what I said was, when you're shooting on your own, instead of just, instead of just like rolling the ball to yourself in front of you and shooting it, that's not that real. You really get passes like that in the game. Turn your body towards, you know, uh, let's say you're on, you're in the corner. Towards, turn it towards the wing. Roll, roll the ball. Throw the ball in the air. Catch it. Turn. Shoot. Because that's you're gonna catch the ball like that in the game. You're not gonna catch it like this. Right. You know, um, when we worked on shooting on the move, roll the ball out like three feet in front of you. Run and go get it, and then get your footwork into the shot. You know, so it's like some of it is there are trainers who do all these complicated things, and the the parents and the and the player are like, I don't like, I can't do that. If you even look at like these NBA guys, like uh, C. Brickley, um, the Pure Sweat guys, like they're just doing like spot shooting. Like none of the crap that they're doing is. Is is super complicated. Yeah. It's not like it doesn't have to be. Like, like I said, I just worked out with a incredible professional basketball player. It was a regular workout. Like if you would have if you would have saw it, you would have been like, oh, like that's it. How it's probably many, boring. How, yeah, exactly. watch exactly. How, how many Honestly. kids? How many kids these days can run full speed, catch Every and time. shoot and shoot a three? Like these days, not many, because a lot of people don't really know what full speed is. That's, yeah, that's it, another topic. And it could be coming off of a screen, or it could just be like, you know, your I don't know, your teammates in trouble. You sprint, they kick it to you. You two steps right into your shot. Right. Most kids can't do that because their trainers don't work on that, and they don't work on it. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is, you know, you talked about how. You structure your workout. Um, as you get better and as you get more consistent, um, you you can start to be more creative, right? So here's what I mean. Instead of just saying, all right, when I do my ball handling into 
into uh, into into finishing, right? You may in the beginning have to say, I'm going to do an in and out, then I'm going to do an in and out cross, then I'm going to do a between your legs cross, then I'm going to do a hedgy cross, right? You may have to do that in the beginning until you master those moves, but you're going to get to a point where it's like, and you should get to a point where you're like, I'm just going to make a move at the, you know, at at this spot, or you can you want to use. I like chairs because uh, it kind of simulates a, de a defender, like you know, it's more realistic. But my point is, you want to get to the point where you have a plan, right? Like I'm going to work, like Austin said, you're going to, I'm going to work on these core things, but because you've worked out so much and because you've refined your skills so much, you don't have to get. You don't have to plan out every little thing because in reality, you're not gonna be, you're not gonna be able to go uh, uh, into the game and say, "All right, I'm gonna do a between the legs crossover right now." You may be able to make reads, and re but a lot of it is just gonna be reacting. So I encourage a lot of you if you are able to go into you know a workout and do a drill and say, "All right, I don't necessarily need to plan out every move." I'm going to plan out the direction I'm going to go, for example, right? I'm going to make a move going right into a pull-up. It doesn't matter what the move is, as long as it's efficient and, and sharp. Um, or I'm going to reject the screen, right? Whatever it is, be creative and work on just have using your imagination. Like, oh, I go to use the screen, the fender steps up, so I'm going to push cross away from the screen, reject it into a pull-up, right? But the last thing I'll say is, if you don't play, it's going to be still going to be tough for you to execute in the game, because doing shooting, working out with with just yourself and not nine other guys on the floor or seven if you're playing four on four or whatever, it's it's going to be tough to know how to react and 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 what what works. Um, because at the end of the day, even though we work on a lot of different things, everybody has go-to moves, go-to footwork, go-to finishes, you know, just things that they are, are that are just come naturally to them or that they've worked into their game that are go-tos, right? You're not going to know what your go-tos are if all you do is work out and you never play, right? So at the end of the day, you guys still have to play some type of live ball, one on one, three on three, five on five, four on four, whatever, so that you get to a point where, all right, I know how to get by my man. That's not an issue. But what do I do when the help comes? Right? Watch basketball, man. That's it. Watch basketball. That, that's, the, that's the name of the episode? Watch basketball. That might, that might be the name. Clock in. Episode 93, man. Clock in. We got kind of nerdy on that one, but uh, it was needed. It was needed. We got a community that we wanna we wanna help. That's that's what we're here for. That's what the goods is for. Clock is about man. As always, appreciate y'all. Clock in. 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 Clock in.